Parshas Nitzavim, as we approach the Yemei Hadin, I wanted to discuss the topic of shame and the healthy way that we should feel shame over our veros that we do and hopefully come to do tshuva for them. So the Torah tells, in the opinion of Parshas Nitzavim, it's really, Atem Nitzavim Hayom, Kulchem Afnei Hashem Al-Kechem. Everyone is gathered together before our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem to go through a new bris with Hashem. Hashem is making a new bris, a new covenant with the Jewish people. And the Medrash in the Akut Shemoni tells us, in fact, that there were three times Hashem made a bris with Kla Yisrael. One time is when they first left Mitzrayim. One time was at Chorev, at the time of Matan Torah. And then there was a third one made at the time of this time, right before they entered Eretz Yisrael, at the end of Moshe's life, in the Arvos Moav. Medrash explains, why did they need a new bris now? Because the bris they made at Chorev at Harsinai was bottle when they said, Elo Ohecha Yisrael. When they did the Chet HaEgel, then it nullified the bris made at Harsinai, and therefore they needed a new bris. So my Rebbe by Lubin writes in his Sefer Chedushi Alev from Ravenach Zatzal, he says it can't be that the bris was actually bottled, the bris of Chorev, because we know that the Torah references it many times. It's clear in Sefer Devarim that Hashem says that it's, it wasn't just for the people at Har Sinai. Today you're all living with this bris. This is a bris for you too. The Torah exhorts in many places in Sefer Devarim that that bris is eternal. So what does it mean that the bris was bottle when they said Elohech Yisrael? So the Rashivit must be that it was never bottle, but Kai Yisrael felt it was bottle. They had such a shame over what they did at the Chet HaEgel that they needed a new bris. Hashem had to show them that you're still my people and I'm still, you're still the chosen people of mine. And the bris come, came with it with some new things like Arevim Zelazeh. But at the same time, the only reason, for the, the main reason for a new bris was to be mechazik kai Yisrael, that they shouldn't be sinning, that they should feel, still feel they have a special bris with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And she asked, why would they need, why can't Hashem just tell them and assure them and promise them the bris is not bottle? It seems that it wouldn't have worked. It seemed as they had such a shame over the chet HaEgel that even if Hashem would have assured the bris is not bottle, they wouldn't be able to believe it. They needed to have a new bris based on post chet HaEgel. Rashiva said, we find, in fact, this shame for the Chet Egel even a thousand years later in the times of the Golas Yavon. In the times of the Greeks, that it references in the Medrash. The Pasuk says, and it says that they darkened the eyes of the Jewish people. They made a gezerah that they wrote on the horn of a, of a shore that the horn of a cow, you have no, the Jewish people have no chelik with the God of Yisrael. And this was something which reminded them of the Chet Egel was very painful for them. And it seems like this was a very, very difficult gezer for Kai Yisrael, who seems it was so successful, was from the most painful ever. That's why, in fact, it's referenced in this Pasuk. That's why it's in the Medrash, as the darkness of Kai Yisrael. So she was, I don't understand. It's a thousand years later. Kai Yisrael has done tshuva. Hashem Hashem gave them the, the Mishkan. Hashem brought them into Eretz Yisrael. Gave them the Beis HaMegdash. We see, even after all that, there's still that tremendous shame over the Chet HaEgel. And as much as they know that Hashem has forgiven them and Hashem has kept them as the chosen people, it's something which they always had that shame, even a thousand years later, appreciating what it was, maybe Hashem has rejected us as a result of this. So one point to make is just the fact that 
we tend to think some people that we're able to overcome any emotion if we put our mind to it, but it's, you see it's not true. You see that they had this shame and they weren't able to overcome it. Maybe as we'll see, maybe it wouldn't have been the right thing to overcome this shame. The take is in a different direction than the Chidush Shalev. Really, why did they feel such a strong sense of shame and why don't we? How come we don't feel shame over the Chet Ego that we did? How come they felt such a strong shame and how come they couldn't get past it at that time? So I want to explore from you from a book, it's called From Boys to Men. It's written by a Dr. Shalimer Zimmerman, but very rare to have a book so closely combed over by Gedol Yisrael. It's a very sensitive topic that it's dealing with. And it's dealing with how to teach your sons about the topic of Taivas Nashim. And it really gets into what I think is a very important thing. I think sometimes there are conflicts between what we see in human psychology and, some, and what the Torah tells us about the nature of the human being. And sometimes we need to really figure out how these two go together. Obviously, there's no steras between truth and truth. But when the psychology is true, we need to figure out how it meshes. I think sometimes... People just try to ignore the psychology, they end up bitter afterwards, ends up much worse. I've discussed this with Dr. Goldman, that I think that it really would be important for a Talmud Chacham and a psychologist to sit down and put together a framework rather than having every from psychologist has to try his best to figure it out. But regardless, anyway, this, uh, this book gets into an area and explores it properly. He was talking about the concept of shame when a person doesn't have air. There's a concept in psychology called toxic shame, that a person really feels like garbage about themselves, they really feel terrible over the things that they think about themselves and the things that they've done, and it can really hold a person down in life. It, uh, a person can have a life full of successful accomplishments and still feel like trash deep down without realizing it's really coming from this sense of shame of feeling bad about oneself. He wrote about the dangers of shame, especially in the areas of Taiva, and he brought it to Ravon Feldman, and Ravon Feldman said, you know, there's a concept of busha in the Torah, there's a concept of feeling bad, and feeling ashamed of yourself before HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you do the wrong thing. It's one of the mailas of the Jewish people is that we have busha. So he tried using Brene Brown's idea, guilt is I made a mistake, shame is I am a mistake. Ravon Feldman's like, that's charata, that's busha, that's, that's not the Torah's ashkafa. You gotta do a deeper dive in psychology and ashkafa and get it clear. So he really did and he spends a few pages exploring what healthy shame is and what unhealthy shame is. So he built an exploration based on the words of Rabbeinu Yonah in the beginning of the Sharia Voda, very famous piece. Rabbeinu Yonah talks about the Pesach Rishon, that step one in being a proper Oved Hashem is to appreciate our value as a person, to appreciate the values that, the value of us and of our ancestors, our greatness, our ancestors' greatness, and our belovedness before our Kaddish Baruch and when a person appreciates their greatness, then a person that holds a person back from a vera. When they have a desire to do something which is inappropriate, they're just embarrassed. This is who I am. This is who my ancestors were. How could I do such a thing? That shame prevents them from doing sin. As opposed to if chas v'shalom, a person doesn't appreciate his mayuas and the mayuas of his forefathers, it's very easy for him to go in bad directions and do bad things. If a person doesn't value himself, then he could just do whatever he wants. If a person values and appreciates his greatness, the greatness that he came from, then that will cause him to refrain from doing Averos. He writes that this will give us a sense that we can achieve greatness within our abilities. Hashem only expects us to do according to our abilities, and that's all that our forefathers did, and that's what we're expected to do. So we can accomplish great things. That should be 
our first starting point and our motivation in a vodasasha. So in other words, Rabbeinu Yonah is teaching us that a person has healthy shame that comes from a sense that I'm better than this. The more a person feels their greatness and appreciates the greatness, and the more they appreciate how devastatingly bad an Avera is, the more ashamed they will be to do it and the more shame they'll feel if they do it. As opposed to the unhealthy shame that a person could feel by feeling like garbage is a totally different type. It's coming from an unhealthy place and the healthy shame comes from a healthy place. The way to use Dr. Zimmerman's words, healthy shame comes from a connection to one's true self. Pathological shame is related in estrangement from one's true self. Healthy shame comes from not living up to one's true self. Pathological shame is from living as one's false self. The false messages that we've received. So what I take from this urbanity, from this idea, is that the more that a person is in touch with their greatness, the more sensitive they are to Nevera, the more shame they feel. And that's why Kaisrael felt, that's why we felt this back in the times of the oven. That's why Kaisrael, they couldn't get past it. How could you get past it? How could you get past that shame for, for betraying a Kaddish Baruch Hu? I was thinking of a mashal, let's say chas v'sham, somebody would cheat on their wife. And then she forgives him. Would a healthy person not feel shame forever? Oh, I, got, I did tshuva, I got mechila, I'm finished. The person would forever feel shame. How could I have betrayed my wife? How could I have done such a thing? It's so beneath me. It's so, I'm so much better than that. The more they appreciate their greatness, and the, more, the more they appreciate their love for their wife, and the more they appreciate how bad it is, the more shame they would feel. I think that's something that Kali Yisrael was in touch with, and it's something that we need to get in touch with. We need to appreciate our greatness. We need to appreciate what it means to do the wrong thing, how big of a deal it is, and realize we're above it. May Hashem help us refine our sensitivities, develop our appreciation of what's true and what's false, and Amit Hashem will be zochet to a chasim in the coming year. Wish you a good Shabbos.